Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Rhetoric that was being used to make it sound like that this is going to be a, a new industrial zone because of the extra eight children was it was clear hyperbole. And I think, again, we'll have a chance to uh, kind of balance those things. And I believe that uh, I'll know probably in the next 24 hours what tools we have in our toolkit to, to revisit this. All right. That is Vancouver City Councilor Mike Klassen talking about this story that really seems to have gotten people all fired up in the last 24 hours. It started with Dan Fumano from the Vancouver Sun writing about a proposal for child care centre expansion from eight spaces to 16 in the Douglas Park neighbourhood of Vancouver. It went to the board of variants where some neighbours turned up to oppose it quite strongly. And so the board turned it down. Now, that kind of simplifies the situation, but as we all know, it is much more complicated than that, right? Uh, Cries of nimbyism and concerns about we're not approving enough childcare spaces and how this is across the street from a park and, you know, why didn't people like the idea of having children, you know, playing outside? So many things that are going on with this. So we've heard a lot about the people who are upset about the decision, but let's talk about the people who supported this decision, who didn't want to have this childcare there. We thought, let's hear that side of the story too. So Jim Lato is with us now, a principal of Urban Design and Developing Consulting Limited, uh, who is one of those neighbors. Uh, thanks so much for being here this morning. Oh, yes. Well, uh, thank you for the invitation. Uh, well, Jim, why did you oppose this? Yeah, it's interesting um, the way you characterize it, that he opposes daycare, because I think in this case, uh, as you realize, there was daycare already in the uh, site. Yes, it was half and half. There was like uh, eight children there already. So it was mixed use, it was residential and daycare. And in this case, what I got to say is, I mean, I support, I think probably everybody in the city supports daycare. The issue is um, how much daycare should go in any one building, in any one site. In this case, um, it was a discretionary use. Uh, so um, uh, it was not an outright use. Uh, and people there, uh, were, they were all coexisting, yes. And in this case, I think it, it actually it tilted the balance, the scales, when the application was basically for 100% institutional use, uh, whereas before it was already 50%. See, the park is surrounded, you know, as you realize, Douglas Park is surrounded by residential use. And uh, I think when people moved in that district... Um, that's what they expected it to be because uh, they were moving in a residential district, albeit with a nice park and community center. Uh, when you start um, changing the edges, uh, then the question is like how much, how much of a change uh, is, um, is acceptable to the, to the neighbors and before it changes the character of the district. But Jim, this and, wasn't like a, a a business or a motorcycle shop, like one of the residents said. This is this is just a, a chocolate. This is just kids playing, which kids are playing all the time in that neighborhood. Oh yeah, and and that's why it's it's considered as a discretionary use, which is acceptable to consider okay, as a discretionary use because it's it's compatible with uh, with residential. Uh, I guess the way I would put it is. Um, 
there, there are many uses which are uh, which people uh, like and accept and, and favor, and I think child care is one of them. But the question is, with any development, there's two issues. One is location, and the other one is how much of it. And in this case, I think the issue was, uh, uh, sure, location on the edge of a park, that's fine. But then on the issue of how much, uh, that's when it becomes uh, it became an issue that affected the neighbors from but, experience that they already had there. But you can't control how many people come and play at that park that is right in front of you. And I mean, lots of kids show up there and you can't control oh, yeah. that. And you said yourself no. there's no problems with the daycare. So I don't understand why you think there would have been well, problems. Well, with the use, the use of daycare, there is in this case the issue of the scale of daycare. And as you say, you can't control it, and that's, people love the park, and that's fine. It's a very healthy sign. But on the issue of individual sites, which have been zoned as residential, I think this is RS7, um, the, the zoning then prescribes a list of outright and conditional uses. And in that case, then the, the neighborhood and the planning department and council, for that matter, all have a say and you know what what can be on an individually zoned site, which is zoned for residential. So eight kids, eight more kids, or twenty kids, thirty kids playing across the street at the park is okay with you, but just not eight kids on that side of the street. The site is zoned. Sammy, the way I would put it is, this is residential zoning, and it has a set of rules for the residential. Um, what I'm hearing, hearing and seeing from this discussion with this is that perhaps if the council feels that the uh, use, the, the uh, child care use, uh, is an important one, and I've heard, good heavens, I've heard from Mr. Fumano in the discussion with him as well, that he feels that child care is such a uh, needed facility in the city, people are moving out of town because they can't get it. So what I'm suggesting to you, like, it needs to be uh, processed in a different way other than discretionary use. And, for example, I give you a for example, you could take uh, single-family, uh, two-family zoning, for example, and make um, a ch- child daycare as an outright use. For example, Which it sounds like they're going to do. It sounds from well, Councillor Mike Klassen sure. we heard earlier. It sounds well, like that's exactly it, what's going to happen. If it is, it is an identified pressing need. I say that's you know that's in a good direction, but then I say at the same time, uh, you would also put guardrails on that. For example, to say how how many per block hmm, uh, would be acceptable for uh, childcare use and what scale. So, for example. Um, in other parts of the city for other uses, you might have, for example, they'd say, all right, one outright, yes, but a maximum of one facility per face block. And the, the facility may have a maximum of, I'll say, sake of argument, eight or ten kids. So at that point, then, the neighborhood would understand, everybody would understand, and a potential operator would understand when they go in. What are the caps? The problem with, the, I'll say, the discretionary Jim, review is it's this, like lightning striking. This is all very bureaucratic, though, Jim. Do you understand why people are upset about this, though? Oh, it's it's a use that they, they, they love and they favor, and, and me too. Yeah. But the question is, when you move into a district, there's an issue of something new coming into something existing. 
And all of a sudden, then you look at the relationship between what is new and how it affects the host. But this wasn't really something new. Uh, well, it's a different land use than was there before. But well, it was this allowed. Case, this was just well, a small variance. I'm, I'm saying in this case, it was like a, a, a smaller scale. It was eight, eight, uh, eight children. Uh, but I'm just saying they were wanting to alter, say, a 50% institutional use to 100%. But, Jim, what's going to happen here now is, as we heard from Councillor Mike Klassen, it sounds very okay. much like the city is going to come in and say, all right, we're going to make it easier now for these spaces to be put into neighbourhoods. So it's going to be the opposite okay. of everything you were saying. No, I, not at all, because I'm saying when you make a zoning change, for example, you amend the zoning schedules, to make it outright for particular use, any particular use which the city has a dire need for, um, then all of a sudden it goes to council, it's a public hearing, all the neighborhoods look at that, and then they have their input as to the specifics of the zoning amendment. And in this case, i got to say, if they just said, all right, it's outright anywhere in the city, I would say, um, given the kind of, uh, I'm going to say, spinoff that happens from the activities in the daycare, if you had four daycares side by side in a single family district, uh, I think that would be uh, uh, traumatic for the neighborhood. Traumatic. Block. You think that if would be traumatic had, to have if too you many? Had four, if you had four in a row, yes, lined up in a row, one beside but, each other. Jim, nobody is saying that, though. This is one daycare center that well, was already operating, and, and the owner says nobody ever came to her. No, None of the neighbors ever came to her and said, listen, we have a problem with this. Like, why didn't that happen? Why not talk to her about it? Well, in this case, I say that the processing through the city uh, was at fault because it wound up at the Board of Variants, and the Board of Variants wounding up being sort of a, a backstop for all the... Uh, complaints, the concerns, whatever in the operation, whereas simply if, if this was put in as, as a amendment to the zoning bylaw, all these issues would be discussed up front at council but, and incorporated as guidelines with the new zoning. Jim, can you understand, though, the way you're talking about it, and I understand this is your line of work, you're in urban design, so you deal a lot with the city and the bylaws and the zoning and all of yes. those things. This is the reason why we have all these problems in this city and people complain about Vancouver. Well, I will say that if, uh, the purpose of zoning is not to make problems. The purpose of zoning is to make uh, make the districts work compatibly so people have expectation of knowing where they are and, and what's beside them. Uh, so, for example, you're saying, oh, well, you know, what if it was a motorcycle shop? Well, it won't be a motorcycle shop. Why? Because the zoning won't permit that in this residential there zone. Was, that wasn't going to be allowed anyway. That was the example that one of the neighbors used. So, Jim, let me just sum up by saying this. It's probably going to happen now. It sounds like the city is going to try to make it easier for daycares to open up. Are you okay Good. with that? Well, that's excellent, and it'll be on the table, and it'll be up front for the neighborhoods and the potential operators. They all have, I'm going to say, a clear set of... Uh, Rules, house, you know, house rules as to what's going on. So to prevent this kind of, I'm going to say, conflict at the the eleventh hour uh, between a uh, you know a uh, an operator who's who's doing you know a a valid use, yes, yes, but has has tripped on the uh, issue of scale. But didn't even know she was tripping on the issue because nobody in the neighborhood told her. Listen, Jim, I appreciate you coming on today. And thank you very much for helping us out and giving us that side of the story. And I know 
There's going to be a lot more to say about this. That's Jim Lado, principal of urban design and developing consulting, talking about the childcare in Douglas Park 